Voices from the Front Lines, your national movement building show. This is Eric Mann, the host. Uh, our other co host, uh, Channing Martinez, is on leave, but he'll be back. And I'm very excited about the show today. We have two segments. Uh, probably we're going to do them in some sequencing. The big thing is that, you know, the Oscars are coming up, and we got some uh, emails from. Uh, Kevin Fleming, our program director, saying that there are some uh, filmmakers who would like to be on our shows. Shows, So we reached out to Yves Piat, who did a really interesting short film. Short act, It's called a live action, nominated for an Oscar. It's called Nefta Football Club. As I wrote, very clever, very funny, very moving, 17-minute film set in Tunisia. Uh, I'll tell you more because he's almost here. His publicist is here. He's not. So uh, in that he'll be here any minute, or, or we'll see how many minutes. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about the other part of the show that I want to talk to you about. And we are going to go to the phones, I hope. Uh, the other part of the show is called the Bus Riders Union Victory. And not just the Bus Riders Union, the victory for free public transportation campaign and the victory for uh, free public transportation for students, that's not yet a victory, but is a step in the very important direction. So any listeners out there who want to join the Bus Riders Union campaign and the Bus Riders Union Coalition for free public transportation for students, any teachers, any parents who can't afford the $24 a month per child, remember, you have four kids, that's $100 in student passes. Anybody who can't afford asthma, can't afford chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, anyone who can't afford global warming needs to support this campaign. Very exciting. It's going to come up at the Metropolitan Transportation Authority board meeting in June. If it's passed in June or July, it may be read in June and bumped to July. But if it's passed in July, it may go into effect. Can you imagine that? In August or September 
of 2020. Terrific, right? So let me tell you what's involved. Write to me, please, eric at voicesfromthefrontlines.com. Just say, hey, Eric, I'm in a community group. My group wants to work with the Bus Riders Union for free public transportation for everybody, but starting with free public transportation for all K-12 through students. Pretty amazing, right? In the Los Angeles Unified School District. Now, let me explain the backstory, the front story, and what we got to do, okay? I think a lot of you know that the Strategy Center has been working for free public transportation for 25 years through our Bus Riders Union. I think some of you know that we won an amazing victory between 1996 and 2006, where we got the fare reduced to $42.00. The week, the biweekly by twenty one dollars, the weekly by eleven to eleven dollars. We got twenty five hundred new buses, and a million new hours. I think you also know that in two thousand six, after ten years of having the MTA under what we call a federal court order, the federal courts got out of the way, and the MTA went back to being a bad actor. They really hate, you have to understand that some people on the MTA have a kind of hatred of the strategy center and bus riders union for getting them to do the right thing, which shouldn't be that way. So after the court order was over, the MTA went back to raising the fare from 42, I believe it's to 62, then to 75, and now to $100 a month, if you can imagine that. $100 a month for a pass. $42 a month for a community college student, $24 a month for a high school student or a K-12 student. Families cannot afford this. We've been going every month for the last 10 years when it's up at $100, $1.75 one way, saying, please reduce the fare back to $0.50 and get the pass to $20 and get it to free. We've had no success. And then out of the blue, three months ago, I get a call from the Los Angeles Unified School District Superintendent's Office, Austin Butner, saying, hey, we're planning to go to the MTA to ask for free public transportation for all K-12 students in the OAUSD, 700,000 students, 700,000 kids getting free transit. Now, when you're doing this, sometimes you have to admit that you might have initiated, you might have fought for it, but give credit where credit is due. The Bus Riders Union cannot get this alone. The Bus Riders Union cannot get this to start. Oh, and have our guests come in, Ricky, if that's okay. Have them please come in, and we'd love to have them. Uh, So the punchline is, folks, last June— I'm sorry, last week, (laughs) we went to the MTA with Superintendent Butner, with board members Jackie Goldberg, with board members Monica Garcia, who has fought for us on many good issues, and the Bus Riders Union. And we were the main ones at a press conference, and they introduced an actual motion. That means they introduced a motion led by Supervisor uh, Hilda Solis, 
Mayor Garcetti, Councilman Mike Bonin, and several others to say we make a motion for free public transportation for, for students. Now, it was voted to study it. It's coming back in June. When they come back in June, we want to have 500 people there, right? We want you there with a Bus Riders Union shirt on, a yellow shirt. Eric at VoicesFromTheFrontLines.com. Have our friends come in, Ricky, and we'll put some music on. And let's have, you know, when we put on some music, you get it? Eric at VoicesFromTheFrontLines.com. After our guests, I'm going to tell you some more details. Everybody, uh, welcome back to Voices from the Frontlines, your national movement building show. So I'm in studio with Yves Piat, who is the writer and the director of the film NEFTA Football Club that I've seen twice, Justine Roberti and Damien McGarby. 
Hello. Pretty good? Hi, perfect. All right. <laughs> and they're the producers, and you are both the writer, I believe, as well as the, uh, the director. Is that correct? Exactly, yeah. All right. We got all that out of the way. Yeah. Very nice film. My first question is, how did you come up with 17 minutes? How come not 19, oh. 13? Well, how do you decide when wait, a film oh, it's, ends? It's not me uh, who decided that. It's, it's the film himself, I know. itself. I know. So uh, I think it's a, it's a good time because... Uh, uh, the film, the, the film as um, uh, is uh, is life, and uh, he wanted uh, uh, no more than seventeen minutes. <laughs> That's good. Well, it starts with two brothers, uh, and they're having a fight over soccer players. Mm. And I know Messi, and then the other one was. Um, Marez. Marez, mm-hmm. and he's Algerian. Checked him out. He's Algerian. Yes. So. They're having a fight. It starts out. They're having a fight over that. Uh, how'd you how'd you how'd you come up with that as a as a concept? Uh, you mean about uh, two about brothers fighting about soccer players? Oh, you know, uh, I travel a lot in Morocco, and I saw uh, and on my travel to from the, the north to the south a lot of young. A uh, young boy um, uh, f- who play football. So uh, I think uh, it's uh, come from there. Um, so um, and uh, about the, uh, about the young ball, the you, you the young boy, sorry, uh, who want to pee yes. uh, in Algeria. It's uh, it's because of the character. Uh, the character is uh, totally free from uh, free free from inhibition, and uh, that's why uh, I wanted that sort of, that sort of thing. Yeah, football is not very known in the U.S., but oh yes, it is. It is now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks to soccer, the, uh, soccer, as you say. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it's a religion in North Africa. Yes. Yeah, it's very popular. Yeah, it's Everywhere. very popular. You can talk about football with anyone. Like. Well, one thing you have to understand is in Los Angeles, we're such a multiracial, multicultural city that all the Koreans know soccer, all, all the Latinos know soccer, the Mexicans know soccer, yeah. the uh, Africans know soccer, the Guatemalans, the Nicaraguans. So good. everybody here knows football. Nice. Okay, so that's good. Um I thought it was a great line since you said it. Um, I, you know, you learn geography in an interesting way. So the, the young guy says, well, I'm going to pee in Algeria, which is he's on the Tunisian-Algerian border. He says, I'm going to go pee in Algeria to support my soccer player, right? That's exactly. a very good, very good concept. Who came up with that? Oh, uh, I don't know really. Uh, that's a specific uh, thing. I don't know really where uh, did it come from. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's uh, come to me, you know. I think comedy um, feed itself, like when you write. Yes. And, and and we wrote a lot actually. It was a a long process yeah. of writing and rewriting. And I think that's how those little brilliant ideas. Pop up, yes, and perhaps yeah. when I was uh, when I was very young, I, I was uh, near the border of uh, Belgium between Belgium right, and, right. and my brother and me put uh, uh, one day uh, a feet in each country, yet, and I was amazed by <laughs> by that. Well, I'm a writer, and I, you know, everybody says um, I write books and articles, and people say, "Gee, I'm not a good writer." I uh, 
how do you write? I said, draft after draft after draft after draft. Exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. what do you mean, how do I write? I write bad things in order to get good things. Yeah, I, I write exactly. jokes that don't work in order to get jokes that do work. So, they, you know, as you said, it took, I'm sure there were many ideas you played with, right, that didn't make it. Um, so then there's a very good scene. There, uh, a, a donkey shows up. The, as the young boy goes to uh, urinate in Algeria, he finds a donkey with headphones. That's a great con. I mean, there's a lot of good, you know, concepts here, right? So the donkey with headphones shows up. He's carrying uh, with him a uh, kind of a, what do you call it? A, what do you call it? Whatever a donkey is pulling. And on there are some white powder that at least one of the boys thinks is laundry detergent, right? The younger one. The younger one. The older son does understand, right? Mm. Of course. All right, right. So he knows he's come up with something better than laundry detergent in large quantities, enormous quantities. Exactly. Right? So now you shift to the other scene of the other two guys who lost their donkey. Yes. Right? So tell us a little bit about that. Because one thing about sport, this doesn't need spoiler alerts. Funny, I've seen it three times already. It's just funny as hell. And you're going to go see it. We're going to give you a chance to see it. So the other two guys have lost their donkey, right? Yes. How'd you come up with the riff about Adele? <laughs> That's very funny, yes. You know, um, this story is uh, real because I have um, hired a friend of mine uh, who is... Uh, Moroccan and uh, yeah. a, a smuggler. And he told me, smuggler, uh, do that sort of thing, but, um, but with, uh, with uh, whistle and not uh, with music as presented in, uh, right. in the movie. And I found uh, it was very funny to bring this misunderstanding with, you know, Adele and, and Sheikh Adele. And it's a, a, a long process uh, to... to how can I say that to to be um, preci- precise yes. uh, with that sort of comedy? So the idea where uh, was uh, there, but after that, when you have the idea, you know, you know, it's a, a cool idea and a fun idea. You have to write and rewrite and rewrite and rewrite to to, to be very precious, yeah. precious, and to make it precision. realistic also. Yes, because there was a lot of unexpected events right. in the story, but. At the same time, we try to to keep it realistic, not to be to be to push too much the comedy, like to no, yes, right, find right. the right balance exactly. between reality but and what's what could be possible. And, so it would be too much. So one thing as we much. continue, folks. So this this movie is a film, short film, is called the NAFTA Football Club. You have to understand, it was no, it, it is nominated for an Academy Award for short live action, which is a very big thing. And uh, we, you know, I also saw the film, by the way, Brotherhood, which is a, another wonderful film. So there's great, you know, it's a big thing to be nominated. It's a very big thing. Uh, and also they're both set in Tunisia, which is, right, which is interesting. So we'll come back to that film. But so my question back to this is there's a very nice scene <laughs> where I just saw it again today where the guy who gave the wrong song to the donkey Mm. How he plays that is very nice. You know, I mean, he, the guy says, well, what do you mean? Where's the donkey? And he begins to realize he might have messed up. Yeah. That he does that very nicely. Um, here's a question back to you, I realize. 
there has to be a lot of precision in 17 minutes, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the scenes have to be mm-hmm. very fast. How'd you figure that out? Wow, uh, it's a lot of things. Uh, the editing, it's uh, it's about uh, yes, the, the the precision of right of writing. Yes, uh, it's a lot of things, um, and the precision, uh, the rehearsed of the professional actors, and um, I let them when 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 uh, I feel they they um, they had uh, the good uh, the good rhythm. Yes, I let them play. And uh, they, they, they gave me a lot of things. And after that, I choose between the, the thing. And after that, you, 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 you edit. So you have to cut at the, 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 the good moments at the frame, uh, frame by frame, you know. So it's a very, it's, it's like uh, haute couture. Uh, so, um, yes, it's uh, uh, many things. Um, yeah. And I remember we did some strong choices we cut some very nice scenes that we shot, but they didn't fit in the editing. Right. We needed to be really, really, really precise, and we were like it was heartbreaking. But we cut some scenes. Yes, uh, yes for the, the balance, because uh, yeah. uh, at this time uh, um, I'm looking for the good uh, balance, and I wanted the the kids. Uh, were the heroes of the film, right. and that's why uh, we we cut uh, a scene with the smuggler uh, because uh, there there were so much uh, balance between us, and I wanted the the, the kids were the 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 one uh, the, the you know take a, a bigger it place. Yeah. Mm. I was the first time I did a film. There's a film called Tiger by the Tail about some organizing I did. But the, the filmmaker's name was Mikko Goldman, very good filmmaker. She did a film on Klezmer music. She, you might know her, but she did, oh, she did a film on Nasser, Abdul Nasser, a, a full documentary. But we, she did a film called Tiger by the Tail. And sometimes I would say, the footage didn't come out so good. And she'd say, Eric, that's called editing. Don't worry. <laughs> it's called editing. And I realized... Editing is magic. Editing, isn't that? Editing yeah. is magic. Yes. So, because, uh, uh, yes, you, made, you, you make the rhythm with editing. And uh, so everything is magic. But And editing is writing. Sometimes yes. we forget about that. But, that's right. Yes. But in, in the process of editing, you really rewrite the film. Exactly. Mm-hmm. With images. Not really for this time, but uh, yes, a little bit. But yeah. because I, I, I like I like storyboard, um, I like storyboard my um, my framing stage. Uh, so I, I work my my sorry my, my my staging frame with storyboard because it's uh, it's. A, oh, you do use a storyboard? Yes, right. uh, I make it. I draw I draw it because uh, it's um, it's. Uh, it's it's uh, allow it allow you to share uh, very quick with, uh, to the to the team you uh, visually ID, and so uh, I I like uh, make my storyboard before very precisely. Well, one thing that is good is that you know in the United States there's a great what we call it U.S. chauvinism and white chauvinism, which is the United States sees itself as the center of the world, mm-hmm. and. Unfortunately, many people in the United States agree with that, you know. So I thought just seeing a film about Tunisia was great. You know, set in Tunisia. That, yeah, uh, it's great. It's right? Great. It's great to be here, to be nominated today uh, for the Oscar. It's 
wow, uh, uh, with subtitle, oh, it's so huge, yeah. But it's also because I think that the story has something universal. Even if it's set in Tunisia, it's still a border story right. and, yeah, a, yeah. And, a, and a child story uh, who are conf confronted to the adult world. And I think this is something that can talk to anyone everywhere. Yeah, and you were talking about the first scene of these two boys um, and one of them is being in, in Algeria. But it's a way, I think, to also uh, highlight the absurdity of uh, the concept of uh, frontier because he... You know, it's just like walk 10 meters. Exactly right. Yeah. And, and also it's behind the comedy. It's, it's a very fresh comedy, but I think people also feel that there is a purpose also behind this story. It's, it's just not comedy for comedy, even if it's a very, I think, enjoyable film. But. Yeah, so perhaps, uh, perhaps a little a message come from the, this, this kid uh, who is totally free from uh, border, free from That's anything. Right. There's no war. Yeah. No. There's no, no wall. He just walks over to Algeria, exactly. urinates, exactly. finds a donkey and comes home. Yeah. Right? And what could be better? Um, we will not tell the end for sure. It's a great end. Though. It's, a, it's a definite, uh, whoa, whoa, that was uh, brilliant. Uh, then you replay the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like at the end, you go, oh, now I see what he was trying mm -hmm. to do, right? Wow. Thank you. <laughs> so Thank you. that was my one reaction was, it's going good, it's going good, I'm watching it, and then, oh, that's such a brilliant ending. So we will not tell our listeners uh, until you go see it. Now, um, I want you to know that the film is playing both at Lemley in, uh, in, in uh, Pasadena and in Long Beach. So I'm trying to get the... Uh, I have it in front of me. Ricky, what is the number of the front desk? Because that's where they're going to call. Is that correct? They're going to call Mary Reich? Call Mary at the front desk, 818-985-2711. Thanks, Ricky. So there's Mary Reich, who knows a lot about this, and we want to thank Richard Alanis from the film club, who started this whole thing. So we want you to come out and see the films. Uh, there, We have... Uh, Opportunities for, and these are free tickets, which is terrific, for both uh, tickets in Pasadena and tickets in Long Beach. And if you call Mary Reich at 818-985-2711, she'll explain to you what's available and work with you to get the tickets. Now, you do this short feature. How long did it take you to do a short feature? You mean uh, just to shoot it? No, no, from concept oh. to execution to final. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, three, three years and a half. <laughs> right. I'm yeah. just saying people don't realize that. They go, yes. oh, 17 minutes. It's like a feature film. Yeah, I know it is. Practically, yes. So three years. Yes. Did you have any concept you'd be nominated for an Academy Award? Wow. Uh, no... Of course not, but I remember you were talking, joking about it in yeah, editing. A little bit. The editor liked to say this story, <laughs> that he was talking about the Oscars, but of course, as a, as a joke. The thing is that that became reality. When you work on a film, you, you're not sure if it works, right. or if it's funny, or if it's uh, moving, or because you, you, you saw all the steps. And also because you, 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 you see the film many times, and so in the end, you, you're not laughing anymore, for example. But <laughs> <laughs> like so it, you don't know if people are going to right, laugh. I know. Yeah. Yes. Yes. 
Um, but the first time we we screened the film. We, we screened the film. Uh, Where was that? It was in a festival in the south of France, right. in Montpellier, a Mediterranean festival. Right. Yeah, we were amazed by the reaction of the audience. And, and yeah, we are clearly so, we didn't expect yeah. that, but people were, I think, really loving the film and feeling for the film because they were they were laughing, they were commenting during the film. During the film, some people applauded after <laughs> the um, uh, Adele scene. Right, I think people good. really wanted to just express <laughs> how good they feel, <laughs> and of course the ending. Yeah. So at this month we knew that we we had something kind of universal, something that could work even outside of uh, France or yeah. Tunisia. Yeah, you know, there's in, in the creative process, when you go by yourself after a while, at least for me, the doubt does come in at times. Does anybody think this is... I mean, I'm so excited about it, yeah. but after the third and fourth draft, I start to say, what if nobody really likes this? You know, what if I'm delusional? You know, I mean, I think it's great. So did you do rough cuts where people came before you showed it publicly and bring some friends in? Or did you wait until it was completely Not done? Really. Not some, really. Some oh, friends maybe came in the editing room, but um, some people some from the team. Some colleagues. Colleagues, but not... Yes, no, yeah. true. no I'm, I'm just the editor and me. Mm. And uh, it's very secret. Good. All right. So now help me with the production. I know that your uh, publicist is, is with us, Lynn, and... Uh, um, Catherine Lynn. So, okay, now you have a film. How do you get it into film festivals? Um, how many, you, you say, uh, you mean, how do you, how, get how do you, like, you have a film now, you're finished. Yes, yes, yes. So do you go to your agent and say, I have a film. Now what do we do? And your agent gets you into film festivals? Oh, it's more question for Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, actually, so, yeah. As, as the, Producer. we were both producers and what we can call distributors, yeah, right. international distributors of the film. So we took in charge also this this part. Right. So you you have to build a strategy with the film, exactly where right. to release it, where to do the premiere. and To be sure that the film will be noticed. It's important to choose uh, the right festival for the premiere, uh, the world premiere, but also the US premiere or the Asian premiere. It's important to know the festival quite precisely. And for this film, the first festival we got in, we got the Audience Award. Well, and this great. was the best launching we could imagine. Because after that, then you got in, invited in works. a lot of festivals and you start building the, yeah, kind of story about the film, legend about the film. The buzz. And this film was really successful. I think we got around 70 awards, uh, wow. 20 Audience Awards for uh, like 120 selections. So it's, mm. it's really... It's really big for sure. He's traveled film. a lot. Yeah. Well, let's the, the voices. So let me just tell you, you're on KPFK, 90.7 FM in Los Angeles, 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara. You're at kpfk.org, streaming live on the web, which means it could be in France right now. It could be anywhere if people are listening. I'm Eric Mann. I'm the host of the show. Show is called Voices from the Front Lines. You can go on our website, voicesfromthefrontlines.com. You know, right after the show, you can stream it on kpfk.org. In about a day, you can go on voicesfromthefrontlines.org and download the whole show because we just do everything. It's a beautiful website. You should check it out. Um, yeah. And we'd like you to send me an email at eric 
at VoicesFromTheFrontLines.com. Saying I'm interested in the Bus Riders Union, which we'll talk about. I'm interested in knowing more about this film. Uh, if they're interested in finding out more about the film and, and stuff like that, where do they go? What site do they go to? I think the best is to follow us on social media, social media, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, it's the name of our company. It's called Les Valseurs. Right. L-E-S-V-A-L-S-E-U-R-S. I've now learned Very it. Very French. Les Valseurs. Yeah. Perfect um, Perfect accent. Thanks. Um, now, how about, has it shown in Tunisia yet? Yeah. Yes. It has. Yeah. Tell yes. me about that. Yeah. Oh. At the beginning, I wanted to shoot in the south of Morocco because I have uh, made my location over there and I've traveled a lot over there. And um, one month before shooting, the producer uh, told me, uh, for financial reason, we can't do that. Do that? Uh, make the film in the, in the south of uh, of Morocco. So we made it uh, in Tunisia right. one month before. Uh, when one month and a half before shooting, yeah. yes, almost two and, months. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and so uh, that's why uh, I go. Uh, I, I go uh, in. I went uh, to the south of Tunisia for find location uh, uh, and find the same the same places uh, look likes yes. um, the the Morocco the Morocco one. So I find it. And uh, that's why uh, we we make the movie uh, over there. And there was a festival a couple of months ago yes. in, this, in the very same town, and you yes. went there with the kids. Yeah, it was the first time. Yes. Oh, really? First yeah. time they saw the film yes. on a big screen. Yes, and the first time they take plane. See, it was it, it was. Oh, that's wonderful. Yes, yes. So the young kid, the two actors, got to be on a plane. Yes, but yeah, I would like they they came here. They come here, but it's very complicated. Even in France, because so uh, because of the, of the visa uh, issues, Tunisia is uh, yeah. yes, it's complicated. But I'm very happy to show that. That was my point. I was afraid when I said that, not knowing that. I'm very glad it was shown in Tunisia. Um, so now what? You go to the Oscars, you get all dressed up, you're sitting there. Um, What now? What do you do? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just here and now, and uh, how can I say, profit of the... Enjoyment. Let's Enjoy. hope we don't have a heart attack yes. during the ceremony yeah. because of yes. the emotion. Yes. <laughs> a lot of stress. Yes, a lot of, yes, a lot of joy, a lot of, a lot of stress, you know. Good It, stress. Yeah, yesterday I was uh, uh, in the, on the luncheon, in the luncheon, and, and Charlie Theron hugs me and <laughs> t told me uh, congrats so it's it's wow it's huge uh, and uh, yes uh, I enjoy that and I you know they always say that but it really is true that being nominated is, is, is phenomenal and uh, you know I hope you get it but somebody else you know equally good will get it and you should really enjoy this whole process you know what I mean because how many films are in the category mm, uh, five right mm. five in the whole world. Yes, yeah. and it's, it's, I think it's more difficult with, uh, to arrive at this stage with a short movie because there are a lot of production of short movie in the world. I right. think uh, 13, between 30,000 and, I don't know, but I, I think it's about uh, 30,000 and 20,000 movie in the world. Right. So you, you are in the five fin finalists. I know, so I, I know. It's a, it's a great... 
It's huge. Well, one thing I'll say is that my organization, the Labor Community Strategy Center, we have our own film theater in South Central Los Angeles, which is in the black and Latino community in L.A. And it's a state-of-the-art uh, digital cinema projection, Dolby Atmos surround sound, and we'd love to show it there to, to high school students, to you know a lot of the people we work with. So that's one of the best audiences you'll get. With pleasure. Yeah. All right. Do they like soccer? Yeah. What? Do they like soccer? Yeah. <laughs> so we, no, so we, should, we should plan that. Yeah. All right, we like pleasure. that? Can we yeah. make that happen? Oh, of course. Yes. Yes. All right, with we pleasure. would really like that because, um, yes, they like soccer. And, oh, oh, guess what? My two granddaughters, black granddaughters, are in the South Central Girls Soccer League. Mm. And... It's one of the best soccer teams. The the young black and Latina kids mm. are. They, these are both all stars. So are you kidding? My uh, Ava <laughs> and Layla. Wait till they find out. No, they're gonna come, and their mom and Celia and Joe and yeah. my whole family's gonna come. Oh no, these young soccer is now very very big in in uh, in the black community. Mm. So it's and women's soccer is, is yeah, a big thing. We heard so, about that. Yeah. Right. So that's gonna be a really. Oh my God, we're gonna have a great time. So you got that? We're going to do that, shall we? All right. So let's figure out a couple of things. Um, last things you want to tell me. Last things you'd like our audience to know. Any promotional things. How can we help you? Besides the fact that you're already now having such a good time. Wow. Um, Go watch the film and, yes, and spread the Spread, spread the, the word. <laughs> yes, I think. If you like it. If you like of it. Of course. If you like it. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, it's, it's, it's. I think for now, yeah, the, the most important for us is that the film is watched by as many people as, as we can reach. Yes. Well, it's, it's, it's very good, and I'll tell you, I like that the second time better. You know, my wife Leanne always says, Why do you want to watch a film again? I said, Because <laughs> I love them. I mean, the third and the fourth, each time you notice something different. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, that's the fun. So, uh, Congratulations to you all. Thank you. This Thank is you. Eve. This is Justine. This is Damien. Thank you very much. And this is Catherine Lynn Scott. And um, can we talk to you? Should we go through you all? You leave cards, and I really want to work on that film showing. Is that okay? Pleasure. Yeah, yeah yes. sure, for sure. All right. It's a pleasure we'll having contact. you on it's the show. Uh, please call again, 818-985-2711. Talk to Mary Reich. And there's actually showings both in Pasadena and in Long Beach in two terrific theaters. Go check it out. It is called the NEFTA Football Club. And it's really been a pleasure working with all three of you and all four of you. And let's stay in touch. Thank you, very Thank you very much. All right. Ricky, why don't you put some music on and we'll go back to the buses. So, wow, everybody, this is Eric Mann on Voices from the Frontlines. Guess what? We're going to have a showing of the NAFTA Football Club at the Strategy and Soul Movement Center. They want to do it while they're in L.A. Uh, Channing Martinez, if you're listening, we got to get ready. It's going to be on very short notice. 
um, we're going to announce it. Oh, listen, for all of you, uh, you playing with me? <laughs> you messing with me? So for all of you who are on the Voices from the Frontlines mailing list, you're going to get an invitation, okay? It's going to go out, like, right away. Uh, I was just talking to the producer. They're excited about doing this. So we're going to have—I'm very excited because it's like if people want to help you, they want to help you. So they really want to do it in South Central. We're going to do a—you a, a, know, this is an Oscar-nominated film, and they want to do it in a community theater. So we will make it happen. Uh, I think even by tomorrow we're going to agree on a date— if you're not on the list, just go on VoicesFromTheFrontlines.com and register right on the site, and you're, then you're on the list. And we're going to get this out. I want to get it out, what's today, Tuesday? I want to get it out by Thursday morning. Uh, they're going away for a couple of days. They're coming back on the 1st. The Oscars, I don't know, are on the 4th or whatever they are, on the 4th or 5th. So we're going to make it happen before the Oscars. Pretty cool, huh? And I, there's another short film I'd love to have. I'd love to see if the film Brotherhood could also play with it. They're both set in Tunisia, but they're very, very different films, and that would be wonderful. So we did some business here. Thanks to KPFK for making this happen. Thanks to Kevin Fleming for making this happen. Thanks to Richard Alanis for making this happen with the film club. And I hope you called 818 818- 985-2711 to get the free tickets to see this really terrific film. Now, the football club, but you're also going to see several others, obviously. You'll see maybe all the short films, all five short films. In fact, Leanne and I did that once, in fact. We saw the five short dramas, which is terrific, one after the other. And they were all—I mean, I don't have to tell you that. As he said, there were 30,000 short films made last year. And these are the five that were chosen. So pretty cool, folks, huh? Thanks for being on Voices from the Frontlines. Now um, we're going to talk about buses, and then we're going to go to the phones. Here's the deal. There are 700,000 students in the Los Angeles Unified School District. Some go to school by their own cars if they're seniors. Some go to school because their parents put them on, drive them in cars. We have to reduce auto use in Los Angeles. There's a direct correlation between auto use, air pollution, greenhouse gases, and catastrophe in Africa, and catastrophe coming in LA. Also, in terms of income inequality, as Austin Butner said at the board meeting, you, you may not think $24 a month is a lot, and it's very sad he had to say that to the board. Don't we know that $24 a month for some families, do you know how much food $24 can buy? Imagine two kids, $48. Three kids, you get it, $72, I believe. Thank you so much. So the point is, Imagine saving some families $70, $72 a month, and then um, imagine reducing greenhouse gases. So it's terrific, and because force is more powerful than the bus riders union, uh, not more powerful, more influential, that's the way you're saying it, people with more influence are behind this. But the good thing, here's the good thing. You know how sometimes they talked about Rudy Acuna 
And somebody said, you know, there's the piñata makers and the piñata breakers. And sometimes the people who did all the work to build the piñata don't get the toys after you break it. I was very pleased that I want to thank board member Monica Garcia and Superintendent Austin Butner for thanking the Bus Riders Union publicly and also involving us in their press conference. I've been in situations where the people who did all the work were excluded as too radical. And I'm very happy that that didn't happen to us. So now here's the thing. When the board comes back in June, I'd like to have 500 people there. I mean it. 500 people ready to testify in overflow rooms uh, to, and with all yellow T-shirts on for the bus riders union saying, we want free public transportation. And I, I don't want to uh, deceive you. I also want to get free public transportation for everybody. But we're going to start with the students, which is a very appealing thing. Now, there's a few games going on at 818-985-5735. Um, one thing going on is like John Fasano, he's a member of the board. I hope he'll vote for this. But he kept talking about equity for other counties. Uh, I'm sorry, for other cities in the county. There's nothing wrong with that except that there is no county like Los Angeles in terms of a 90% black and Latino school board, school population, the vast majority with family incomes under $45,000 or less. So there's going to be some opposition. That's my point. And we have to win the vote in June. So... Eric at Voices from the Front Lines. Eric, I'm in the Sierra Club, who we're going to reach out to. Eric, I'm in a community group. Eric, I want to get involved in the campaign. I want to fight for free transit for all LAUSD students. You can send me an email at eric at voicesfromthefrontlines.com. I will get back to you, I promise, in the next couple of days. So if anybody's interested in going to the phones, 818 818- 985-5735, anything on your mind would be good. Thoughts about NAFTA Football Club, even though you haven't seen it, just what did you think of that conversation with the filmmakers? And anything on your mind, because I've sort of run out of my mind. I don't got anything left. My brain is uh, is gone. I did the, the buses. I did the film. Uh, why don't we put on some music? Um... Let's do the, the the Nina Simone, I did it my way. I know it's our outro, but I love it hearing it in its entirety. And as soon as you call 818-985-5735, we will lower Nina and put you on. But I love this song, and I love the, especially listen to the drum playing. I'll say clear and state my case of which I'm certain. I believe a life that's full. Wow. Uh, thank you, Ricky. Um, Ricky Herrera asked me if I have any thoughts on Kobe. And I do. Um, I mean, everybody does. So I have one thought. He died taking his daughter to a basketball game. And his daughter died with her father who loved her, taking her to 
the basketball game that she was going to be the star of. You know, the guy got by now a gazillion billions of dollars. I, don't, if, I mean, almost everybody knows. He was definitely one of the 10 greatest basketball players of all time. There's a, there's a list. There's, you can argue, Bill Russell and Wilt and Kareem and Magic. Of course, MJ. But there's Kobe, one of the 10 greatest. He's just at the top of his game. He's growing into film. He dies in a helicopter because he loves his daughter, Gianna, and he's trying to help her. Brianna, and he's trying to help her. That's what happened. And in the end, he's just a father with his daughter. There's also other people on that plane who are also parents and basketball players. And at that moment, they're on a a helicopter that's like a, uh, somebody said it was like a limousine, you know, on wheels. So yeah, there's a lot of money involved, but the punchline is he was being a parent that was the plan. And his daughter was being a basketball player and a daughter. In that, I went to all my my daughter's basketball games, Celia, and now I go to a lot of my, or some of my granddaughter's soccer games. Um, big love to Kobe Bryant and his family. And um, just like everybody else, um, I don't really have much to say, but it was nice to at least say something. Thanks, Ricky. The end is near And so I got to face The final curtain curtain. Friends I'll say it clear And state my case Of which I'm certain I've lived A life that's full Everybody, uh, how many minutes do we have, Ricky? Three. All right, real quick. Dave, happy to call, and then we'll get to Melva. Hi, Dave. Oh, hi. Hi, you're on KPFK uh, with Eric Mann. Yes. Oh, okay. I thought I was with uh, Brad uh, Freeman. Um, sorry to disappoint you, uh, but next caller. Sorry, thanks a lot. Uh, Melva from Hollywood. Good afternoon, uh, Eric. If you remember, my name is Melva, and I have sisters, and we were all part of the Bus Riders Union. Oh, yeah, of course I remember. Of course. Are you kidding? Of course. <laughs> we live right on. Uh, well, uh, I, I, have to, I have to laugh, and thank you so much for your, your words for uh, Kobe. Um, I have to tell you that right now I'm involved, in, and, and it, it just made me think of you, and it's strange that I would get in my car, and here you are. But I'm involved in the Rideshare. I'm in, uh, you know, Rideshares United. 
because I did the lift for about oh four months. I said, let me check it out. And I have a nephew who, who does it. And uh, right now we're in the organizational part because that AB5 went through. But as you know, uh, Lyft and Uber are doing whatever they can to fight it. As a matter of fact, they have a measure coming up in uh, November, uh, the November election, to pretty much adjust, adjust it to their own liking, which means everything would go back to the way it is. So I just wanted to, to know that it's something that we're uh, – I just came from a phone bank today where we're calling drivers to get them involved in a process of, of, uh, of uh, going to the Labor Commission on next week, Wednesday, because there's a lot of issues that aren't being brought out in the media. They just keep talking about Uber, Uber, but, you know, they don't really get specific, and a lot of people aren't aware of what the drivers are going through. And uh, it's, it's at first, one would think, why do they need to be an employee? But for the way that they are paying people, let's just say person makes $70 on one, one uh, passenger. The driver gets something like $25. How does that <laughs> pretty horrible. Well, but Melba, let me say this, because I'd love to, you know, of course I know who you are, and I'd love to hear your voice, and I know your sister, I know your family. So the question is, can you send me an email real quick at Eric at Voices from the Front Lines? Put your mm-hmm. f- cell phone on there, and I'll call you even okay, this evening. And we'll call even this evening. I'll, I'll give you a call. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll do that. I'll send it to where, Eric, where Eric okay. at Voices from the Front Lines dot com. Oh, front line. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, I'll, I will do that as soon as I get off. Thank you for uh, allowing me to have the moment. Of course. It's really important. I, I can't express it enough. No, no, we're going to, and as I get clearer, we'll, we'll, we'll have you back and we'll give you more time. Okay, no, that's fine. Thank you. Thank All right, you, so you take care of yourself. Take care now. All right, everybody, thank you very much. So this was a fun show. Uh, NAFTA Football sh- Club, we're going to have a sh- film showing. Bus Rise Union, I got a Bus Rise Union member who called. That was pretty cool. And I got somebody who wanted a different host, but that's all right. You know what? You know, life goes on. <laughs> hey, folks, listen, this is important. The next four weeks, I will not be on. Uh, it's Fund Drive. And Christine Bosdale will have the 3 o'clock slot, which is really good. She can raise more money than me for the station. Doesn't mean I won't be on somewhere sometime. But stay in touch through VoicesFromTheFrontLines.com. You can always, again, email at Eric at Voices from the Frontlines. Be back in a month, hopefully with some more money in your bank, and we'll keep going. Okay, all power to the people. Thanks, big love to our listeners. Mention.